Absolutely. There's, to be honest, most of the band are not really too into black metal, and most yeah. of us don't come from any sort of black metal background. Most of us have a bit more of a defy hardcore background. Mm. So that there'll be bits sense. of that yeah. that bits of that will pop up. Welcome back to the Headbangers podcast where your host Nathan and Brad. Here today we're joined by Aaron from Obzagle. How are you doing, man? Right. Start off with. Yeah, good, man. You guys all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah good, doing good. good. Excellent. It's absolutely boiling in my room, oh, but yeah. It's, <laughs> it? it's nice to have oh, yeah. something leads for once, isn't it? Yeah, it, I mean, it's nice. It's nice, but fuck, Jesus Christ, it's boiling. No one needs to hear three Leeds accents as well at the same time. No one needs to hear that. <laughs> oh, no, I feel like every, it's something everyone needs to experience. <laughs> well, uh, put some subtitles up for those that are not familiar. <laughs> oh, please Translating. do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I want to start off with like a little icebreaker. Um, what's All your right. funniest gig story? Obviously, you played a few shares. Um, what's the one that sticks out to you as being the funniest? Um, oh, yeah, good question. I guess maybe not even funniest, it's like the most stupid. Uh, so this gig years ago, I played a band called Soul Fracture years ago, and right. there was an Arnie-themed fancy dress gig. So every band was given a, an Arnie film, and you all had to dress up as characters from that film. Nice. I left it like last minute, I'd, like with a lot of things. So last minute, I'd gone to Tesco beforehand and just bought loads and loads of uh, tinfoil. So playing drums under hot lights can be hard enough, but I'd wrapped myself head to foot in tinfoil. And so I was literally cooking. Nice. <laughs> just cooking. God, that must have oh, been awful. Mate, I, bet, I bet it was absolutely boiling. Oh, man, that was horrific. Where was <laughs> that show? I never did that again. Where was this show? It were, oh, it were in Manchester. Were it, it might have been Music Box. Okay, yeah. It were a good gig. There was uh, Kamara, a band called Veils. I want to say someone might have been called Hospital Death. I can't remember the name. It was a good gig, though. I've heard of I've heard of Gamora. I think are they they're under a different name now, aren't they? Because uh, no, I think we saw them. It's Kamara uh, with a C, but they all oh, right split okay. up years and years ago, like an old sort of hardcore band from Manchester. Got you. Yeah. Oh, they were oh, they were very good. Love the lads as well. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, one thing I, I want to ask you as well, like as a band. Do you think it was that drew you to sort of the, the black metal sound? Um, what was the sort of like initial drive that you felt from that sound like that drew you to it? Well, uh, Martin, who I guess you could say is like the founding member, he just sent me a message one day. I'd not played drums for like five years or something. He sent us a message just saying, do you fancy starting a black metal band? Yeah, go on then, why not? <laughs> that, that is literally, that is how it started. Just fancy a black metal band. Yeah, let's do it. Was it something off. that was like always like an interest for you then? Like, you know, the, the genre of black metal or is it something that you, you got into via the band and then you became like a fan of it afterwards? I only really listened to select few black metal bands. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to enjoy a bit of like Dark Throne and Immortal. And more recently, Wolves in the Throne Room. Oh, oh, yeah. Other than that, my yeah. black metal, my black metal knowledge is so limited. Like it's minuscule. I wouldn't even call myself a big black metal fan. 
but playing it as well, it's somewhat a bit different. Uh, I like that. Really fun yeah. to play. I think sometimes when you go into a genre like blind, you know, something that you're not exactly a massive fan of, I think you can create something more interesting out of it because, you know, if, you, if you're a massive black metal fan, especially how black metal fans get, you know, they'll want to be their favourite bands. And true, got to be true black metal. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it just comes across so generic and bland because you can tell like, there's ripping off somebody else that's already been done. But I think, like, I've listened to you guys' 2019 album and it's sick and it's quite different sounding. Um, so you can tell that more than just black metal influences went into it. So yeah. I think it's good when bands do that because it shows that you're not just copycatting Immortal or something. Yeah, absolutely. There's, to be honest, most of the band are not really too into black metal and most yeah. of us don't come from any sort of black metal background. Most of us have a bit more of a deafy hardcore background. Mm. So that there'll be bits sense. of that, yeah. that bits of that will pop up. Oh yeah. I, I remember a, a eclectic mix. I, yeah, I, I remember like um when when I started my band, we were like our drummer Danny was more of a deaf core, deaf metal white drummer. And we were a hardcore band, so it's like, you know, we were, we were hardcore. Like, Jordan came from, like, metalcore, hardcore bands all the way from the start. I'd kind of dip my toe into it. And then, like, Danny would just strip doing death metal drums to it. And it was like, this sounds, like, really weird, but we like that. And I think well, that's, that that's the importance get, of it, yeah. You'll get a little mishmash. And like you mentioned before, you might not have heard something quite like that before or very little like that before. And then what's to say you can't have, you know, an hardcore band that all of a sudden starts playing blast beats and then adds some slams in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. why, why the fucking art, you know? Yeah. I think it, I think it adds like when, when cause I, I think one thing that I think that gave power trip such a, like a, an edge was that each one of them, when you watch their in, like, interviews with them, they were like Riley was probably was really into his hardcore music. And you know, that's what got him into the, the hardcore like sort of scene early off. But most of like, the other musicians were either into like thrash, death metal, and the drummer was a punk drummer. So it added all this like really like mad mix into their sound. And I think they benefited from it. And I think you guys obviously benefit from it too. Like yeah. I, yeah, I feel I like you, so. you stand out um a lot more than than I, I can say a lot of other like black metal um sort of local bands that I've I've seen. Like I remember when I think I saw you open up for Cryptic Shift. Um, oh, you yeah. guys oh, stood yeah. out the like some of the like one of the most to me. Um, oh, cool! Thanks, man. I, no we we do sort of notice that ourselves that when we play black metal gigs, we don't we sort of stand out. So if there are bands and people there that are, you know really into the black metal, we don't feel like they're going to like us too much because we don't take ourselves too seriously and we're not like traditional black yeah. metal like this. There's all like D beats and stuff in there now as well, and I think it's quite, a lot more. Quite like that as well. Quite yeah, like I think it's not a... fitting in perfectly. It seems a lot more like open minded now. I think black metal than it was once was. Like there's a lot of bands that are pushing it a bit and just like trying to make it do other things and just like how it once was in the nineties, for example. Um, I mean, you see, you'd like to say your 2019 album, like it it's like as brutal as it is melodic and I, I can see the death metal tinge on it more as well in times because sometimes we listen to a black metal record it can be sort of therapeutic and you can sit back and relax to it but i thought this was like a proper headbagging one you know like if we wanted yeah. to like i could imagine moshing to it and like oh, cool. you know going crazy for it yeah 
Because I was going to put it on to relax. I was like just doing some work or something. I was like, oh, yeah, I like black metal. You know, just chill at background and stuff like that. And I was like, nah, this is this is a rager. So, oh, yeah, brilliant. Thanks, it was man. cool. How was it like writing the album then? Um, was it a good process for you? Like, did you learn a lot from it? And like, you know, what would you expect for the next release? Like, do you want to go down the same route or what? Well, I mean, it, it's taken us years to do anything anyway. It's not that we're a lazy band, just like life gets yeah. in the way and stuff as well. So it, it took us, I think, like best part of three years to write all those just enough songs for an EP. And then since then, so we're what, three years down the line. I know COVID's been it way, but we've still only got like three or four new songs. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't got much. So I think we need to write a couple more. We've got some bones of some new ones. And then we should have enough for another release eventually. But the newer songs are different. So that, that first EP, there are some sort of traditionally black metal bits. Yeah. I'd say a bit of an hardcore element. But these newer songs are definitely different. They're more punchy. And yeah, let's say there's a bit more DB in there and a bit more, a bit more like venom and fast attack. With yeah. still some of the traditional black metal elements here, and but there's a definite change. I think some of the uh, lyrics as well are definitely different. Um, so Amara's definitely leans more into like mental health rather than mm. again traditional black metal stuff, singing about forests and stars and yeah. churches. <laughs> so there's that element of it as well, which. You know, there's that real personal touch. Yeah. What kind of lyrics are you wanting to like cover in the new album then? Um, you know, like concepts wise, anything that we can expect? I, I think what, it's just mainly a lot of stuff that Amara's feeling. Yeah. So the, it does deal a lot with mental health. Um, so then uh, definitely I, I can hear it when she's singing. Like it really comes across, like you sort of feel it. And yeah. There's like some genuine anger there and, and I love that when you can hear a vocalist and really feel the words that they're saying. I absolutely love that. But that's black metal to me. That's have you heard the, have you yeah. heard the band Fatalist? Yeah, I think I've I think I've heard listened to them a couple of times actually. Yeah, we played them the other week. And Matthew, the vocalist, is another one where just throughout the entire set, like you just feel every word that he's saying. Oh, brilliant! Oh yeah, I I like that sort of visceral sound that vocalists bring like what like i like bands that sound genuinely pissed off yeah, like, totally, like they yeah. genuinely yeah. walked in and like right i'm just gonna get out so much shit that i've been holding in absolutely like you, i think that's like most, tangible in it you feel it yeah like, like i feel like when you especially when you're in that room and you can feel like sort of because I, I feel like in recordings a little bit of it's naturally lost anyway yeah. But like when you see like a band live and they're gen like you can feel like the genuine anger sometimes like just coming off of them. And I feel like that kind of fuels the, the entire like performance. And I think it rubs off on the rest of the band as well. Cause I, I feel like the rest of the band goes harder to compensate as well. Like going, well, you've got you know, it, you've got we need to make to sure it. that we're all as angry. Yeah, like Yeah. Well, so yeah, absolutely. This so, like I don't really listen to much death metal now because I'm not a big fan of the vocals, mm. and maybe it's because I don't know like gutturals and stuff like that just don't really do it for me much anymore. But going back to what you were saying about really feeling what a vocal is singing, I guess a lot of death metal 
or what I've listened to recently, just don't get that mm. angry vibe, like a genuine anger. And maybe it's why I've started listening to more hardcore and even like oh, post, yeah. post-punk bands, because there's you really hear it. Oh, yeah. Have you ever listened to a band called Ceremony? Ceremony. I know the name. Honestly, honestly listen to... Uh, after this is that I'll send you uh, the album to listen to. Please because do. it's genuinely... They're one of the most pissed off bands I've ever listened to. Like, they've it. got quick songs that are like literally like a minute long each time. There's like a line that I really like that having it where it's like, roll your fist for a hit and take a swing at the world. And it's like, nice. it's it's just so impactful. Um, and it's just like, you can feel like what, like the genuine like sort of aggression the vocalist has while delivering that line just through the audio. And like watching the clips of them live, like it, the room just bursts. Um, it makes me want to smash stuff just at home. Like, <laughs> no, if you hear something like that, and I feel like picking up a chair. Oh yeah, like because I, I I got into hardcore like and back end of 2019, and like I feel like it really changed like my perspective on on music, um, like quite a lot because I came from just being like a death metal kid. Um, and then kind of found hardcore and it was kind of what, what was missing. I'd always loved punk and I'd always loved metal and I felt like hardcore now, especially like the newest stuff that's coming out was always kind of like fallen in that in-between zone now. Yeah. Um, and then like I got into the older sort of style stuff and you know, like it, it feels like as I, as I get older, there's naturally more shit that pisses me off about the world. So I, I'm now like, oh yeah, you know what? That guy's say, saying what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hear no. the band Weekend Nachos? No, no, I've not heard of they're, Weekend Nachos. They're like my, I'll have to send you a link. They're like my world's angriest band. Mm. And oh man, the vocalist from them is just pissed off at like all the people he grew up with. And it just takes all the jocks and stuff. Oh, it's great. Oh yeah, and, you, and I'll definitely have to listen to they're that. They're just a killer band. And like whatever tone they've got on the guitar and bass is just unreal. Oh yeah, I think like a lot of like the tone, especially like the tone, it's all like the old school like like I, I notice a lot of like bands rocking like Les Pauls now, and like I don't, I I never thought I've never put two and two together. I'd never thought I'd see like he, like heavier bands with Les Pauls. I've always kind of associated those guitars with rock, but then it when you really hear them, you're look, like, actually it? they fit and they look really good on stage, like. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think like a lot of the tone and now just being like, oh, we'll, we'll use these and we'll, they're just using older gear. And it's like, oh, it adds that sort of like, don't sound polished. Like you see a lot of bands rocking like, um, oh, what the fuck is the name of the head? I can't remember the name of the amp head. But like, you know, like one that's got like 20 different tones loaded on it. And it's like, yeah, all sounds all super perfect, but there's not no feedback or anything like that. It's like, you kind of want that. Yeah, you, need you know, it adds a bit, to it. A bit raw. Yeah, like you don't want things too polished. Otherwise, it's just a bit, a bit boring. Like, Same it's... with recordings as well. Like, I'm, I'm not a fan of like super clean, polished recordings because it's just too clean, and you need a bit of edge there and a bit of. I oh, feel yeah, like polished. in that way, you, you could, you could be like a, a hardcore fan making black metal because, in a way, they've got the same ideologies as that now. Let's make it fucking raw. You know yeah, what I mean? and you, you could probably get like a really good crossover. Yeah. To that. Oh yeah. Well, there's um full of hell. They started off as, oh, a, yeah. as a hardcore band and then just transitioned straight 
into black metal. And like, I, I wouldn't even consider them like even close to hardcore now, but like, especially in the, like the in-between phase, there was just such a, un- like this, that it's why they've got so big because there was just such a, like a uniqueness to them. Yeah, like you could design. listen to a full hell riff or just a drum, drum pat and go full hell. Like there was something that you could just quickly associate with them. Yeah. Like, they'll, and- they'll end up drawing fans from all different areas as well, won't they? If the- I think that's oh, a good yeah. thing as well. Oh yeah, yeah that, same I with power trip like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, you know. Like I feel like you, a good band should be. You should be able to place them in any audience, and then they can sort of still get people going. Man, like, I don't know. I've played some gigs, man. <laughs> I've played some gigs <laughs> where you just know from the first note, you you just go, "Let's just treat this as a free band practice." Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like any that stick out to you as being like, "Oh no." Oh, I mean... Like, they just didn't go down well with the audience, so... Yeah, I guess back in day, uh, again, the band that I played in at the time, Soul Fracture, we sort of were a bit of a deafy thrash band, but we played a lot, a lot of gigs with, I guess, I guess it was like the beginning of deathcore. So it'd be a lot of just breakdown bands, where it's just breakdown, 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 maybe a bit Mm. of a blast beat, breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. And you'd see people, bands before us have played, and there's just people flying off the walls to them, there's fists flying around... And then we come on and you can just see gradually the room begins to empty because we're not playing a breakdown. And that's what people were there. To, they, they just wanted us to play a few chugs. We didn't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I've seen so many like sort of gigs like that. Like I had like, a friend. And he was like, oh, come, come see my band. I was like, yeah, yeah. But like whoever the promoter was did not put them on the right lineup whatsoever. Like... Because it, it's like they clashed with like every other band. They weren't like really the sound the other bands were. Like they, it, it like uh, all the other bands were kind of slam. These guys were kind of like a little bit like, like a little bit like heavier sort of like rocker sa- like sound. So it was just like, oh, like yeah, rock. you know, like why, why, why have you done this? Why have like, you done what they call like, like massive? I'd, I'd say they were definitely. Yeah, they're like, they were just all like, you know, like the lighter tone, like, lighter tone of uh, metal. I'd call it like dad rock cross between like I'm just picturing dad metal. Bon Jovi. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, well, no, not like Bon Jovi. They were still heavy, but just not that type of heavy. Like no, no reason breakdowns then, you know? Yeah, like more, more, <laughs> more melodic than anything. And like, it, and, and they weren't like pig squealing or like that. So like, I, was, I remember being sat there going, oh, whoever this promoter was. You I know, feel like Death Metal was very more and more arms you know. folding. Yeah, oh, mate. Yeah. It, it was just one of those things where I was like, I was like, I'm gonna stay here because they're my friends. But like the room, <laughs> you could feel the energy in the room just changing. I was there, like, oh god, guys. I feel like <laughs> Deathcore and like Slam fans are there for one specific reason. It's sort of like you know when you've got a kid and they just want like you know nuggets and chips and that's it. It's like they're there for yeah. breakdowns and reason. If you give them anything else, then they're just gonna drop out there. It's like. Uh... Certain people go to a Bon Jovi gig just to hear Living on a Prayer. They'll stay there yeah. for the entire time. As soon as Living on a Prayer comes on, oh! Yeah, oh, yeah. go on. <laughs> All the time before, arms folded. Don't like this guy's impressed me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you always, to be fair, you always get that guy at the back of the gig that's that got his arms guy. crossed. Like, he's still waiting for Tool to come on. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> always that one guy. But um, what, what would you say has been, like, the biggest... Uh, challenge you've had as a as a band then um what do you think's like being like the biggest one that you faced so far Ooh. i don't know i'll tell you what's been hard since 
COVID's not finished, but since it's calmed down and stuff's opened up again, getting gigs has been hard. Mm. Like oh, just, really? Just getting on gigs. Like I've messaged so many promoters and emailed so many people, and it just seems really difficult to is that get due to gigs. A backlog. Maybe because maybe oh. there's just so many bands now wanting the same thing at the same time that it's hard to get people to listen. And that's part of the thing that you've got, they've got to give up their time to listen to your stuff to go, oh, actually, yeah, I think you'll fit this lineup. Although you guys are playing with Volvo, didn't you, aren't you? So I'll yeah, see I saw you've had them on, you've had them on an earlier show, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, he was like a funny guy, COVID. He's really yeah. funny, yeah. And speaking of uh, when you were talking about bands that don't massively fit, we're not the greatest fit for this gig because there's Volvo, didn't you, quite deathy, slammy. Pint yeah. glass, who I'd never heard of. Oh, they're they're pretty good. They're like a. I mean, they look like a laugh. Well, they're like a beat down band, and like yeah. all the they did turn up in like high vises, high vis and uh, like ardats. Yeah, yeah, the the vocalist Barney, when my band released the track, he shared it, and I was like, oh, that's fucking sick. Yeah. But, um, they they are they all seem like really sound lads, to be fair as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think they, they're be like, absolutely fine. Yeah, I think you guys would be fine on it. To be fair, like. I think like where Bulbadinia's gone, they've kind of gone for that like progressive sound anyway. Yeah. I think they've, they've deviated into different sections now. Yeah. So like, and the I feel like you guys will fit happily in The there. whole Bob the Butcher thing, you know. I don't think that <laughs> the fan base has taken anything that seriously. So I think I mean, it's, it'll be a good one. I think we just might stick out a little bit. But again, we don't mind that so much. And you might get a few new people that had never have yeah. seen you before. Me and Nathan will come raids for you. You're going to come there for aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, oh, I've, nice got, a, I've got a yeah. man. Right, perfect. Um, That's two people I know then that are coming after <laughs> it. But it's like, um, you know, like, I feel like it's good to stand out sometimes. Like, being that band that no one really expects on the bill. But, like, it gives you ample opportunity to sort of, like, really be like, oh, let's just fucking go for it. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, Which I think then, this will be. Oh yeah, it's it's just one of those, it's one of those things. Like sometimes you just gotta go, ah, fuck it, let's just do it. Yeah. And like then you might come out being like, you know what? I think we we did fucking mint there. We got a really good reaction. And it'd be cool if we do change a few minds because I do think there'll be people that will look at us and instantly think, nah, nah, not for us. But hopefully by the end we can maybe change a few minds. Yeah, that's it. That's, I think, I guess when you play a gig, it's like, you know, even if like everybody hates you, it's the one person that, that loves you and then you've got a fan, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and that's that's what it's about, really. If you can get one person that ends up going, do you know what, I absolutely loved that, and then it's worth it. Yeah. No, I think it will go down pretty well, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I think well, like I uh, so. one of the most interesting things I've ever heard someone say is like, if you're a local band, all you need is just a couple hundred people and you can gig... <laughs> For all, like, for most of the time, like, just like maybe like a hundred people, because then you went, think about it 50 cap venue, 50 people buy tickets, sold out. 100 cap venue, sold out. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, anyone, all you can you just need, ride all that. All you need <laughs> is a hundred friends that will all agree to come to the gig at the same, on the same night that will actually turn up and not just go, yeah, 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 I'll be there. I know many people like that. I know many, yeah. many people like that. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll be there. You look out and you're like, not there. Can't really get out of it if you've had to buy a Snakes. ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's like, buy the ticket, send me the receipt, so I know you're definitely coming. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So um, what album like changed your life? Like if you recall like one album that, you know, you, you sat and listened to it and you're like, wow, this has just changed the way oh. I think about music entirely. Right. I know you said one. I've got two if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so I don't know what year I were in at school. Might have been year seven or eight. I ran all day with mum and dad. Pretty Fly for a white guy had been playing on MTV. <laughs> and I absolutely loved it. And I saw the album in a CD shop. I'm like, oh, mum, can I, can I get this album? She got me it. And it was Americana by The Offspring. Yeah, I put that album. on at home and it just, I'd never heard anything like it before. It just absolutely blew my mind because the album was different to Pretty Fly. That was like the light radio friendly song. And then all of a sudden they had these fast drums and these fast guitars that I'd, I'd never listened to before. So my eyes were just like wide open. Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Trying to tell all my friends, right, you've got, you've got to listen to this. And then that sort of set off the starting to listen to faster bands. And then further down the line, on a school trip somewhere, my friend gave me an headphone and went, here, do you want to listen to this? And I put it in. And it was like the opening notes from Sick by Slipknot. Oh, and yeah. again, and I've been playing drums, been playing drums for a couple of years at this point, but I didn't have a double bass pedal. I didn't even know what double bass pedal was. And I heard the double bass and that was the moment. I was like, oh my God, what is that? Sounds amazing. I need Say what you said life. about Offspring for a second there. Like I remember, I remember when I first heard Offspring and like when people like, you know, say, oh, I'm not a big fan of them, but they only listen to like, you know, Pretty Fly. I'm like, listen to like something like Bad Habits, is it Bad Habit or something, or like, you know, one of their faster songs. I'm like, because it's like listening to an entirely different band, but they've got such a, a good range. But even when like I was a fucking elitist kid and I was like, I hate pop punk, but yeah. I like the Offspring. They were always like the exception. I like pop punk now, but like back in the day, I used to like not, I used to be like a proper fresh elitist guy, but I'm not anymore. But Offspring... You know, I would say they're probably one of the greats because they've got such a good range of music and different styles and they do go hard on a lot of tracks, yeah. to be honest. And they've got some absolute bangers. Like, there's just Absolutely. some songs that are just like, oh, that is nice. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you sure. what's uh, one thing to, like, to a really interesting, like, deep dive to do one day. Listen to the Beastie Boys when they were a hardcore band. There's a, an interesting fact that one of the earliest recordings, like a blast beat, was Napalm but Def, but also the Beastie Boys. They have like a little mini one right. in one of their tracks. I've yeah. heard that oh, as well. I'll check that out. Um, honestly, it's worth a deep dive because you're like, yeah, like, wait a minute, the fucking Beastie Boys did this. Like, and but like, I know, I know they came from that sort yeah, of background, but I've never listened. Uh, some of it's really still holds up to this day, I think. Like, and it's just, it's mad to like think these guys then later on to go, like, went, went on to like make essentially what was an early meme song was you gotta yeah. fight for your right which was just a joke like but, and it's like that's what blew them up but you're like, catapulting them did it oh yeah and it's it's like that's it's so funny that when they were probably recording that they were never even thinking that you know that'd be a kit the, the case or you know they all came from just hardcore backgrounds or just guys that just didn't take themselves too seriously and it came through and they just wrote, oh, let's just make this fucking dumbass song one day. And then like, that was it. <laughs> and then it turns out they could write really good dumbass songs. Yeah. 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 Well, the later albums still hold up and they still have like that sort of like hardcore sort of sound, but listen to like some of the really, really old shit you can find. So some of it's still on YouTube. It's worth a really good deep dive one day because cool. you're there like, mate, I've not even like, I've not even thought like even close to like how they were back then it's it's really odd hearing it 
You're not. Not what you mentioned it. To be honest, like I never really thought of Beastie Boys and hardcore together, but I've got like No Sleep Till Brooklyn playing in my head now. I'm just like, yeah, oh yeah, it does sound a bit hardcore. To be honest, I can imagine that being a track. They've sort of just oh, got yeah. like long held power chords going, and yeah, even the vocals <laughs> like wrong. Oh yeah, yeah it, good one. Mate, honestly, one of the best YouTube deep deep dives I've ever gone on to in the morning when I can't sleep. Honestly. <laughs> I end up deep diving on like drummer videos. Uh, sounds really lame being a drummer as well. Oh yeah, I watch drumming videos. But just some of the stuff you see and it makes you go one or two ways. Like say at 2 a.m. in the morning, you either get really inspired and think, I'm going to try that next band practice or makes you never want to play again because you're never going to be <laughs> able to play like that. And at my age as well, you think I've got no chance, no chance whatsoever. When did you first pick up the sticks? Ooh, like properly when I started high school and I got offered drum lessons, but I wanted to play from being a toddler. There was, my mum and dad used to take me to this uh, working men's, well, not take, we went to a working men's club and these two guys that we knew would get up every now and again and play some songs. One of them would play drums and one of them would play an organ and they'd just play some songs. And because we knew the guy, one time, I think this is one of my earliest memories, one time he let me sit on his knee behind the drums and hold the sticks and just start hitting the drums. I think that's probably the first time I actually hit a drum, but I knew even just looking at them like that, I want to do that. That's the origin story of that. Yeah, and then I pulled the stick back and smacked him in the head of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I, see, I always wanted to be, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a guitarist. I used to beg my mum and dad um, for like a guitar. I've got one now, I'm teaching myself slowly, so... I guess like little Nathan's like, oh yeah, I finally get to do it. But my mum and dad would be like, well, no, because you're never going to put it. My mum and dad knew what I was going to, what I was like. If he bought, if I got some, I'd get bored within like a week and be like, oh yeah, I'll move on to the next thing. And like, I always like felt like I was very like musically illiterate. Like no matter what instrument I picked up, I was there like, I can't really do this. Is it if but, you like, can pick it up straight away? Like, yeah. That's not for me that. Yeah. And like, I, I, one of those things like drums tried that no coordination whatsoever like i could like hit i could like fall off like a completely like frozen in place chair if i tried like <laughs> honestly like so I, there was no way i could do that and then like i think when i i used to just sing along to like metal tracks all the time i wanted to one of my mates were like oh you should uh you should try that out like actually like practice like vocals because they're not that half bad and it, one of those things where it weirdly clicked. So, what sort yeah, of vocals were it? Gutter rules and, and oh, stuff like that. that. So, I would copy Slipknot um, all the time. And then one of my mates one day were like, It's not half bad that. Have you ever thought about like taking lessons or something? And uh, I would watch who's also been on the podcast, Kardashev's videos. Watching oh, like, that were um, a couple of episodes ago, were it? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think it yeah, was, yeah. yeah, like one or two episodes ago. Last. Yeah. Um, and we, we, I'd watch him, and that's how I, that's how I learned it. it was like just all, one of those things that always clicked. Tried every instrument, yeah, he's the guy, never man. clicked, and then just started shouting things. I'm like, ah, oh, turns out I'm all right at that. And then you picked the instrument where you never have to carry a thing in or out of a gig. Oh mate, not gonna yeah. lie, it's class. Not gonna oh. lie, it's class. Because then you're it's there. A, like, it's you're a silver spoon the instrument, isn't it? You yeah, just get everyone to do your bidding for you. As soon as <laughs> you've finished, you can go get yourself to the bar while everyone's yeah. still sweating unplugging leads taking symbols off to be fair it is a curse because as a vocalist you always get asked can you give us an hand with the drums and you're like oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. 
course I will. And you know, like, ba- bass was a symbol, sand. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did my yeah. bit. See you in a bit. Off. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it, it's it was uh, the one instrument I was like clicked with, and then I was like, oh yeah, this is great actually. All I need to bring is a fucking mic, and, and sometimes I don't, most of the time I don't even have to bring that. <laughs> I, I don't get how you do it though. It's I can't fathom how metal vocalists make those noises. I just can't fathom how you do it. It's mostly just like mouth and like tongue placement more than anything. Like, like is it from your diaphragm? Like, no, if you blow your vocal cord out, if you like genuinely just try and shout. Yeah, if you do it from your throat, it fu- it'll fuck you up. Like, I worst bit of it, like worst bit of like advice I ever got was from some guy who did like vo- vocals in like a local death metal band. And he went, "What? Until you throw out your voice like three times, you won't be good as a vocalist." And I thought, "Oh well, me absolutely trouncing my voice." Right. Every time I practice is normal then. Night what, one. What band um, is this? I can't remember. I mean, I can't even remember their fucking but name. He told but us, he like... told us to the Karvachev guy, Mark, and then he was just started laughing. He was like, no, that's just not right at all. It, that <laughs> yeah, does sound it, like terrible advice. It is. Mate, it yeah. was horrific. It was just like one of those things where I, I, I think met the guy on a night out. He was like, oh yeah, I'm in this band. I listened to it. Oh, that's pretty good. How do you get that good? And he was there like, throw your voice out. I was like, that's that's you, horrific. Like uh, sprint, it's like telling someone who wants to be a runner, right? You've got to break your leg three times yeah. before you can be the world's best sprinter. <laughs> yeah, you, you know that ligament? You might as well just snap yeah. it off right now. Snap it um, a few times Just first. destroy that. Yeah, just rip your ACL <laughs> now because I ripped my ACL like five times and then I, now I'm the best runner in the world. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's like, ridiculous. But yeah, no, that, that's it, it was like oh, horrific advice. In you dread to think how many people is told that to. Oh, yeah, they're now fucked. Uh, right. They can't <laughs> do vocals at all now. Maybe yeah. it's just like part of his plan. He's just trying to like fuck everybody else up in local bands so he can be like the better one. <laughs> gets, all, gets all support slots. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's there like, he's there like, look, like, he's going up to all local bands like, yo, boys. <laughs> I think, think you need some uh, practice. Look, his nose like that. Yeah, listen yeah. to me. <laughs> throw your voice out a couple of times. They throw their voice out before they go. Oh, well, I guess we're gonna have to like, bump up slots, aren't we, lads? <laughs> like a fucking good old drug dealer or something does something shady in the corners, giving bad advice out to everyone, <laughs> selling some dodgy gut roll smack. Yeah, laced <laughs> with rat poison. <laughs> it's a uh, what's? I tell you what is good. Uh, there's a product called Vocal Mist. Um, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, a couple, a couple of vocalists I know use it. I tried it out. It's a bit expensive, but if you can, if you if you can, you know, pay for it, it I'd recommend it because it's it's pretty decent. I have tried it before recording. Sometimes it's like ah, oh, pretty. I, I it clears well, I guess, you, it clears your throat quite a lot. If you play another instrument like guitars, bass, drums, you're constantly paying for new equipment and upgrading stuff. So why is a vocalist and a different bit of money on yeah. something to keep your throat good? It's just like, it, it's like a sort of like a vape, but just with a shit ton of menthol and it just kind of loosens up oh, your throat a little bit. I used to love menthol. Oh, mate, yeah. Uh, when I smoked menthol cigs, call me Deirdre Barlow's. <laughs> <laughs> can't get them any, you can't get them anymore. That's why I, when, I was, when I did smoke and I went on the Kind of if you know the right place. I switched to rollies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you know the right place, but yeah. Um, what would you say, like, Obviously, from the the Blackmail albums you've listened to, um, what would you say were the like probably the most important albums for you? Ooh, this is where right. This is where my knowledge of 
music's really shit as well because I don't know I forget names of things I just end up putting an album on and not necessarily paying attention to track titles or what it's called I'll just listen to it but yeah, yeah. there's so there's Wolves in the Throne Room I'm sure it's called is it called Cascade or is the track called Cascade fair, I'm bad with like album names sometimes as well yeah, yeah. I think I, the, the Wolves in the Throne Room album that I've kind of fell in love with was that 2017 one I think it was like one of the recent ones. I don't know if they, they might have had an album out since then, but yeah, that one. I think they've got a new, good. or they definitely had a new track out a while ago that I listened to and I wasn't mad on it. And it sounded like there were bits of like Cradle of Filth in there. I'm sure I'm thinking of right song, but it just wasn't great. I guess actually uh, Midian was that oh, was massive that when album. I was a teen. Yeah. And it was I still love that album. so good. Like Kafu yeah. Dawn. That goes so hard, yeah. Track. That goes hard. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And whatever... I don't know if the album's called... Is it Damned in Black, the Immortal one? Yeah. That's a nice that, pick, actually. A lot of people don't pick that one. But yeah, I, think that's I really a nice, like nice little gem in there, the catalogue, you know. Yeah, that, it were a friend, a friend. Well, in fact, I first heard them because they came on a, a free CD with Kerrang! once, and there were, were an Immortal track on there. Like, oh, my God, this is great. And then a friend just used to always have a mortal on at his house. So I end up listening to more and more. And I absolutely loved that. I'd have Emperor on as well, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. But sometimes that went a bit too atmospheric for me and a bit too, you know, with like the sort of choral stuff and what as mad yeah. as that. I've always felt like Immortal had that sort of like rock and roll vibe and that Keevan came forth when Abba, when Abba started doing his solo stuff. Like you can see like influence of like motorhead and like rock and roll riffs yeah, in there and i think groove. i love i love like the black and roll stuff to be honest i think that's like an interesting sound that they continue to play around with as the albums went on so yeah because they yeah. sound quite hard yeah. but then they still have just like nice ed noddy <clears throat> bits where it's yeah. just sort of plodding along now yeah i like it oh yeah i it, yeah those, i think immortal would definitely have have some like i, I think like immortal would definitely like the one that's like you could probably go, oh, someone's that's like, oh, I don't really listen to black metal. Give them that and it'd be very comfortable for them because they are really good bands to sort of chill out to and it's not like too like in your face, like burning down yeah. churches shit. Like, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, you know what? This is this is nice, this. But it's kind of a cleaner, yeah. cleaner sound. Oh, yeah. not, like the... not too clean, but it's not, you know, like really lo-fi recorded in a bathroom yeah. black metal. Yeah, recorded in like, like the, with a uh... potato in the corner. <laughs> I always thought the like the anthrax of black metal. They're just there to have fun. While the other bands are like really serious and arguing about stuff, they're just like, yeah, we just like yeah. to play and have fun. Taking so silly pictures in the woods and stuff, you know. And then, is it, oh, is it about where it runs down the hill? Yeah, you know, it's running down the hill. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll, I'll forever never not laugh at that. Well, it's going full blown. Fun fact, uh, like Brad actually, for like one of my band's like music videos, we was gonna do a joke recreation of that music video, you know, where they're hiding behind all the gravestones as well, and running <laughs> through the forest. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was like a proper heavy, like beat down sort of song mixed with like black metal. And we thought it'd be funny to do that. And like, I, I think afterwards, you even looked at the footage and went, It is funny, but I just don't think it'd go with the music. <laughs> Oh, so I chased you leave. through the woods as well. I chased yeah, you through, chased the, woods us through the, the woods and like we did oh, like so cartoonish running and everything. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever put it out? 
No, it's somewhere. Something it's happens. Somewhere. No, no you, know, you know what happens with Nathan. I, I didn't want to out you on the podcast, Brad. <laughs> yeah, I lost I lost half the footage. I, like, I completely oh, no. accident. Good. I know. It, it was like, it was such, so, like the footage was so funny. Like, if no one had watched, if no one had any prior knowledge to Immortal, they'd have been like, why the fuck is this like local like, beat down a hardcore band? popping out this like what's this music video but anyone that knew what we were referencing would have been like this is fucking hilarious yes yeah but yeah it was it was a it it's was got a seat light a day someday oh mate one day one day hopefully we'll recreate it we'll oh recreate. it's still Please an idea do. that i'd love to do like it's just like oh i, I like because i like black metal and it's always kind of snuck up in in the stuff that I've, I've written myself and like I'd be like, it'd be funny just one day to like pop that out and then be like, what the f- people got? What the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so there's clearly a bit of a, a bit of a piss take, but like, we want to, we keep mentioning whenever we're going to get around to getting some new photos done because we haven't done any for ages, but we sort of want to just do pictures that are the most un black metal, sort of where we're all round in like Betty's tea room or something. Nice. A little sponge cake. Hey, well, oh, me and Nathan do a photo and video, so if you need, yeah, yeah. If you need some fun stuff doing, uh, where you guys? Yeah, right, we'll be in touch. We've all got yeah. our own little business. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dark room we, photo you know video. we've intertwined nice everything. <laughs> like, nice. To do music videos and, and photo shoots of bands, interview fat bands with the vod, pod, eh, podcast, so it all like, sneaks into each other, really. I think um, you get yourself a bit of extra extra work out of it as well. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. yeah I, I like that idea, to be fair. Like, I feel like, I feel like the black metal scene does kind of take itself too seriously sometimes. And I like, I, I always yeah. gravitate back to bands that really don't take themselves too seriously. I like when people have genuine fun on stage because that like, really comes through for me. Like, I, I find it sometimes, I find it boring when you just get like a band that comes on, you can tell they're just like, yeah, you know, we're very, it's like t- that, that takes the music way too seriously. And I've got a bit of an ego about them, and it just comes yeah. through sometimes on the on the like the performance for me, or just watching like their videos because I'm there like, oh for fuck, just have a joke. Like at the end of the day, everyone's just kind of screaming down the, down a microphone to like some like really chuggy riffs behind it at the end yeah, of the when day. You think so about like, it, it's silly, like, really. Yeah, like look at the humor behind it. Yeah. Like just have have fun with it rather than be like, oh yeah, we're this a cult sort of like vibe we, we we go for this it's like come on man like <laughs> but yeah. for, for some bands that works and it works really really well and mm. yeah others it comes across as a bit a bit triad and a bit not genuine not that the other bands you know are genuinely although there was i can't remember the name of the band but there was a band recently that got banned from temple of boom because they really genuinely wanted to hang like dead rats off the belt and boom we're having none of that bloody hell there was um, I'm there was, who that was. I can't there remember was, the name. There was one that came in like a, a while back. Um, that like was very, like they they like took like an hour dressing up once, and they're like they were oh, proper no. serious um about it, and it was like everyone like this was just it was like they said it was just a crazy experience. Like they said that they were great, they were great. Um, but yeah, they've never had like a band that like it's like that really like they were really focused and really like into what like, they wanted to create everything around it and it was like oh wow like these this, guys put a lot of thought into this like something like the infernal sea yeah like, mm, that, think about that, that completely works like it's so good and it yeah, really works great. for them oh but, yeah 
there'd be other bands where, that would try something similar. And I don't know, maybe they don't have the same level of uh, ideas or maybe they just can't pull that idea off as well as they can. But the Infernal Sea looks so good when they're playing. Like, yeah. and Petushka. Oh, Petushka are like, good. Like that whole, it's, it's almost like an experience rather than yeah, just Yeah, same with Behemoth band. as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and that totally works for them. But if you're oh, a yeah. low-level local band and you try something like that, you just look like morons. Yeah, well, I think like it. I think it depends because like if someone also like makes a joke about it when you're a local band, like at least then it doesn't. Say it. Like, I think like if it's all about execution, like that band that yeah. I was on about, then they executed it really well, and like it it just kind of took everyone back because they were there. Like what they fought fucking everything, like and it was like we've never really had many bands yeah. turn up and be like, oh. I want this, I want this, I want this. I thought about this, thought about this. It's like, normally it's like, what do you want to even do for lighting? It's like, yeah, I just throw like... Normally don't care. Should yeah, yeah even, even to like down to the lighting, they're like, oh, we want this lighting. It's like, fucking, all right, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, like, no worries. Like, so I think playing the part. They pull it off. Yeah, I mean, they did pull they, uh, it. I think enough. it was a live stream gig they did and they're like, okay, well, you know, it's you know, it, it, it were one of their best ones I, I watched really. Um, because it was very interesting, like the Is amount of thought, boom? yeah, the yeah, amount of thought yeah, that went they did, into it. They did it through COVID, didn't they? And put loads of like live stream gigs on. Oh yeah, I I always I think Boom is is my uh is my favorite venue because they oh, just um, they think they think about everything that they they put on insane bands and they're like I think anyone that's like into like heavy music in Leeds always has like a re- has an incredible memory from there. Yeah. So, oh, I remember when I saw that. I've seen so many bands that I've been like a massive fan of there. Yeah. And like the, when COVID happened, I was like, well, if Temple Boone shuts down, like that is it. it I, I'd be did. so devastated. I, it, it really, it, it, I was like, I would be, I'd be so devastated if it, yeah, if, it did, what, if it did during them. But I was yeah. like so happy that it didn't. I think it's along with, I love Fenton, but along with Brudenell, mm, Temple of Boom nice. up there are yeah. my favourite Leeds venues. But it's run by like all the people that run it are just so nice. And yeah, everything about that venue is just really cool. Well, to be oh, honest, yeah. like we um we got in contact about merch because you know we're 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 launching it very soon. We've got like the box from it and it like they did it so fast in the in the process of Napin sending an email saying, yeah, could you get this sorted? Is it going to be okay? And then just like straight away, the same week, I think we had it by Friday. So we went to go see Jesus yeah. Peace on Friday, which was sick. And then right after the gig, we just right behind the bar, got our stuff. And it was just like such a smooth process and they're really nice about it. So honestly, I've got, I can, can't sing enough prayers about Boom. It's just the place to be for metal and leads and hardcore. Yeah, they're, they're great. It's definitely taken over, I think, as like the place for those sort of tours coming through it. Don't, don't matter what it is, whether it's just a metal, a deathcore band, an hardcore band, like it just seems to cater for everyone. And it's got, yeah. I love that sort of beer cellar feel, you know, main mm. room like that, just concrete floor and walls. Oh, yeah. I, it genuinely is, is the best place, I think, hands down. Like there's so many like venues I've been to, but every time there's a gig there, I always go because it's like, hey, it's boom, like you know, it's fucking sick. Like, um, there's certain like, I just think it just does everything so well. Like, even with yeah. merch, like, I, my the first track I ever recorded was upstairs in the oh, studio, yeah. 
um there so it's every single like part of it like me getting into music and like wanting to be a vocalist all kind of started from watching bands then and stuff like that so it's always just been like that's got like sentimental value for you then oh mate massively like it's our band like recorded upstairs the merch was printed like from a podcast were printed there i've seen countless bands that i've then interviewed and become fans of there it's just like honestly the the it's my favorite place yeah it's great oh yeah absolutely Thank God it ended up staying open. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Very thankful. Like, we played there wait, last week, week before, and it were amazing. Um, have you ever heard of a band called Razor Eater? They've popped up in my, I think, so. I think they popped up on my, my Facebook with like some of my friends sharing them. Right. I've never I, listened. They're the first band in ages where I stood watching them and just it has kicked my face in. Mm. Just for, not just nice. for like, not just from being loud, but like how tight they were. And it's just like punishing grindcore that's just played so fast and tight. It's like prime pig destroyer. And the drummer Sweet. is incredible. They're so good. I've, I've listened to him so much since then. Oh yeah. There's, there's so many bands like that for me where I, I had no bearing of like what they sounded like before and didn't listen to them before. And then I turned up like, who the fuck is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what they were. And it were just, I stood and watched the whole thing. Cause occasionally I'll, I'll watch the first couple of songs. And if I'm not into it, I might nip for a drink or nip outside. Yeah. Or something. But I'll always watch at least some, but this, they just started and it was like, wow. Oh yeah. These are, these All are those ones. special. Yeah, it's like we, your mates taps you on the shoulder. Like, Do you want to go for a pint? You're like, wait a fucking minute. Yeah, although yeah. <laughs> at least three songs left here. Although there's a yeah. combat that might be a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, suff- I remember Suffocation. Like, they, they were a band that did that for me. Like, went to see them, never listened to them before, just because it was like a gig on. I'd never been to one before. So I was like, yeah. And uh, I remember as soon as they played, I was like, fuck, what the fuck is this? And they like just, Iger a few years ago, didn't they? That was the show, yeah. Was that that was gig? the show. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was I, like the first metal show I'd ever been to. It's hard to fathom that Suffocation played in Iger. Oh, no, that's really where, is. That's when my band used to practice all the time. So yeah, we there, used like, to practice there as well. Yeah. Like it was um I, I always I always like struggle to think back to it because I had Iger's like one of those really out the way venues too. Like it kind <laughs> yeah. of is like it's even though it's not too far from city centre, most people aren't going to want to travel to Leeds and then further afield. And it's not a big room. Yeah, strange uh, placement for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't go, but that would have been right mate, up there. I think the top gigs. Mate, it was, it was unreal. And it, like looking back on it as well, like a lot of people that I'm now like really good friends with were there, and I didn't even know them at the time. Um, I, like Cryptic Shift, we we you know like like we've interviewed them and like yeah they've they've been really nice guys to us and we every time we see them at shows we always say hi to each other and like had really good chats with them. They were there, you know like um one of my mates Jed he was there um and I always used to joke like oh yeah he's like my metal guardian angel because whenever he's at a gig I'm at I know it's going to be a good one and I never spoke to him like all the way through that time and then like one day we're at like a bar and I just started chatting to him and like. Now I'm like really good friends with him. It's like it, it was just crazy looking back That's on that nice, one gig it? that all the people that were there that I now know and had no clue who the fuck they were at the time. And did you say that yeah. was your first 
Your yeah, first yeah. Metal game. First what, ever one to start with. Insane. Yeah, first one. <laughs> that's that's a good. Um, what were your first metal gig? Uh, my first metal gig. So <clears throat> my first gig was actually not even metal related. My first gig was actually Nero. Do you remember that dubstep artist from like ages ago? Yeah, um, I was in like year nine at the time and um, I got invited to go with my mate. So I went to that and then Billy Talent was my next one. Oh, and yeah. after that, I was like starting to get into metal on that year. It was like kind of things were just happening fast, listening to all these bands. And I went to download 2012 and there's like Metallica, Black Sabbath, Prodigy, um, you had like Tenacious D, Machine Head, Lamb of God, Trivium. And on. Bearing in mind, I had no idea who any of these people were. Chucking yourself didn't in the realize deep, how man. big they are. Yeah, it was fucking mental. Because I went, I, I think the first pit I saw was like Machine Head and they had like eight of them going at the same time. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then, yeah, I was just a fan since then. Um, and I went to like quite a few gigs after that and then the rest is history. But yeah, yeah it was honestly, like the only thing I regret is that I didn't really know much of the download 2012 lineup and now looking back at it being a massive fan of all these bands it was absolutely stacked so i'm just like fuck's sake yeah you look and think there's so many bands i'd have loved to have watched that day or ones yeah. that are not quite blown up yet they could have yeah. seen a tiny little tent especially stuff like soundgarden which obviously chris Cornell died and i'm never going to get yeah. to see them now and i had no idea who the fuck they were yeah oh, that's it with, <laughs> that's it we're looking back in it and uh hindsight man Oh yeah. yeah. What what about you? What was your first sort of metal gig as well? Um it was have you heard of the Berserker? Yes. Yeah, uh, I've, heard, I've heard of it before. I'd read that they had, I don't know what how old they were, about 15. And I'd heard that they had the world's unofficial fastest drummer. I knew no else about them. So I went with a friend and holy just this like crazy fast, like it's almost like techno grind core and it nice it was just amazing but i had the worst fashion sense at the time like i wore these button-up bright green shirt and every <laughs> other person there's in black and looking like a hench mosher and there's little weedy me with my button-up bright green shirt <laughs> i guess <laughs> nice <laughs> that was like me at the, the suffocation show i turned up with a corn shirt and like i was getting like all the looks from like all these like death metal guys like who the fuck's this kid? With illegible band logos and yeah, like I was yeah, just there like times. And then I, I, I like bought like a a shirt that I never wore because it was like a slam shirt and it was just too. I there was no setting where I could have worn it. Like it was just too gruesome. Like there was no way I, I couldn't go to a meal and wear that. I couldn't like even chill out and wear that because my mum like, what the fuck is on your shirt? <laughs> so like I was there like it's always never the slam wasn't it. It was a it was a visions of disfigurement shirt. I've still got it somewhere like in my wardrobe, like at, way at the bottom. I never got the chance to wear it because it was just it was it was like pro- very fucking like gruesome. So I was there like I, I was like, I mean like so, yeah, I, I got to support the band, but I'm like, I, I don't how how where am I gonna wear this? I can't wear this at work either. Like, yeah. Some things you don't think about be- when you. <laughs> there's going to be a day soon where you, so there's going to be a gig and you're going to go let's Time to just the t-shirt yeah. well, there's, I've got um, I've got the dying uh, this dying fetus shirt that I, w- I once wore on a night out and was getting so many di- like, dirty looks from it it's the kill your mother shaggy dog <laughs> oh my shirt. god I didn't realize you had, I forgot you had that shirt yeah I've Fucking got it hell. and like <laughs> even I'm now, I'm, now like, I'm never wearing that again <laughs> but you got to keep it forever because that's the legendary sh- legendary it, it is, shirt it's a funny shirt I, 
got Graham it, from, it. I, when I discovered Impericon, but it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, I look at it now, like, <laughs> when I'm going through all my shirts to wear, I'm like, the fact that I had the, the goal to fucking wear this on a night out, then wonder why people were giving me weird looks. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> they're, like, like they're the weird ones. Yeah, like, yeah. they're like, I was like, what? It's a great band. And then now looking back going, yeah, it looked at me weird now. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Well, um, so we are sort of getting to the end point of you now. Um, yeah, one cool. thing that we always like to leave it on is what advice would he give to younger self and what advice would he give to a new musician starting out? Ooh, um, really boring. Practice. I mean, <laughs> practice. <laughs> don't, don't be a dick to other bands at gigs. Uh, Say thank you if someone lends you some, or you use their heads, or use their drum kit. Uh, and what I were guilty of whenever I recorded anything years and years ago, I had a very much uh, that'll do attitude. Once I've played for it, what's that'll do? And then you listen yeah. back years later, and you just I can't believe I even thought that was worth putting out because it's so bad. I can hear every mistake. So record everything four or five times till you play it actually well. Yeah, that's lessons for everything, isn't it? Really, just like don't settle and just say things will be okay. Just like go yeah. back and make sure you perfected it. Don't say um, that'll do. At least be able to say I'm happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. Will, Never we will all come down. Before, so. We will come down and see you. At Bald, yeah, come. You? We'll see what we'll it's about. Say hello and have a beer. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. definitely, man. Awesome. Yeah, try to get the Volvo you guys down as well. we'll have yeah, dude, have to introduce us because I'll be too shy and. <laughs> <laughs> what I, say, uh, I don't know I, about, I, oh, I heard you on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the one I, I, I'm just paranoid, like because like we haven't really met many bands that we've like interviewed in person. We did Infernal like, Sea, and he was like, yeah. Solid, yeah. But like we we, we, we get that paranoid about going. Yeah. In, oh, it's you know us from like Headbangers. And it's like we can't help but to just say, <laughs> do you remember us? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like they yeah. they do those pe- press tours, and it's so long and drawn out. So like. We're, if anything, we're also very nervous to like meeting Volva didn't you for the like first time as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet they'll be lovely, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he will be, I think. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, it, it was great. It was great having you on, man. Um, oh, I'm excited really to see it. what you guys push out in the in the future. I'm excited to listen to a few of those new songs as well. Yeah, well, I think oh, I'll play two or three of them in a couple of weeks. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, thank you so much. You smashed no, it. No, no so. worries. Thanks for having me on. No worries, no worries.